Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is pod.com We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them We talking about life and life to stream right to you From the microphone right to your home, dude Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo Cause there it is Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast for creators of any variety. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's uh, do this. Yes, a comedy podcast, but it is for creators of any variety. You may not create comedy. No one is judging you. That is totally fine. I just believe that when you hear the process of other people's creative process, that you can learn something from it and it can help you in creating whatever it is that you are creating we're just talking soft skills here folks today we're talking festivals though different festivals that are coming up and submission submissions for them are open right now and uh, I just thought it'd be a fun thing to share with people a couple of different things that are going on around the country that uh, maybe you hadn't heard of before so we chat with different people. I I asked them what the impetus for starting the festivals were, what the heart behind them is, the passion behind it. We talked to a number of different people. I tried to hit up different regions. I didn't get them all, but uh, we do have people from the South who've previously been on the podcast before. We're going to start with our old friends from the Alchemy Comedy Theater, and then we're going to go to uh, our friend Greg Tavares from Theater 99 in Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, we'll have some more coming up after that, and I'll be, of course, talking about each of them, but I'm very excited to be sharing these with you, because these are all cool festivals. If you're an improviser, or if you do sketch, or stand-up, you can submit yourself to a few of these festivals, so I'm really, really glad that there's this opportunity for you to hear about something that maybe you didn't know about, or maybe get excited about some festivals that you had heard about, and now you know that the Submission process is open, and you can go down there, go over there, wherever you are, depending on where you are in the country. It's either up or down or over or under. It's probably not under. Let's get straight to our first one, though. We're talking to Harrison Brookie and Alrinthia Carter from Greenville, South Carolina, at the Alchemy Comedy Theater about the New South Comedy Festival. Here we go. Thank you, two for being on the phone with me here today, Alrinthia. And Harrison of the Alchemy Comedy Theater in South Carolina. Hello. Hello. Thanks so much for being here. So let's talk about the New South Comedy Festival. It's coming up soon. Uh, let's. It's in its sixth year. Um. Uh, this is the fifth year. Fifth no. Year. What year is it? It's the fifth. It's the fifth year. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. fifth year. Big. That's that's huge. That's half a decade. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah. when, what is the spirit behind this? Because, you know, it, it, it does cover everything. I mean, people who do stand-up, who do sketch, who do improv, are all welcome to your festival and, and perform on it. And you have people from all over coming. So what's the spirit behind it? Yeah. So there's kind of two parts to the festival, like most festivals. There are shows and there are workshops. They both kind of have a different purpose. So the shows is a chance for us to put on a bunch of shows in a short period of time, so about 10 or so days, continuous shows, 
that really just raised the prominence of the local theater, which is the Alchemy Comedy Theater, uh, for the city that we live in, Greenville. So that it helped. One of the goals is that even if you come to shows during the festival, that you may come back later in the year and see other local shows as well. Um, so it's a chance for our local performers to see out-of-town people with different types of shows and also just raise the prominence of the theater uh, throughout the year. It's kind of a big event that's easier to promote the local newspapers and TV and things like that. And then the workshops are a chance to uh, do the same things but for an education purpose, bring people in from around the country who may have a different perspective than theater here and uh, have a lot, primarily our local performers but also people who are traveling take workshops and learn and help encourage the growth of the scene that we have here. So like the overall mission statement really is to is to be an event that drives what we do throughout the whole year. This process is, you know, I mean, you've fine-tuned it over all these years, but what is the submission process for people? Um, well, I'll take this one. Uh, so uh, what we do is we open our submissions in July, and uh, we invite troops and single performers to submit from all over the country. And what we're looking for is just a variety of, of, of forms and a variety of geographical uh, locations as well. Mm-hmm. So we really want to represent the, the comedy community um, as a whole. We are recruiting solo performers to submit mm-hmm. and with the goal of creating um, an ensemble team of those solo performers. Oh, cool. And um, having them perform at the festival as well. Very neat. Um, but they submit to to our committee, and our committee is made up of Harrison and myself and our artistic director, um, Ben Burris, and we usually have a rotating uh, assistant um, producer that assists us with making those decisions. And it's you yeah, know. Like they watch all the submission videos and read the descriptions, and we usually kind of go through and try to give them like a broad ranking. And then really mm-hmm. look at the schedule and how many shows can we fit. We one of the big things is we really want to say yes. I mean, we yeah. we we accept an overwhelming percentage of people who submit because we really want people to come if they want to come. Uh, and so uh, we use that kind of ranking to fit in as many people as we can. And and sadly we can't accept everyone, but we really want we really try to accept as much as possible. Yeah, you know it's and it's a good thing that you're accepting people from all over too because that's good for Greenville. You know, I. I Loved living there. It's a beautiful city. There are a lot of wonderful people there. And it's, you know, anytime that you can bring all these different people in, the more you can expand horizons for the people of Greenville and the people who are traveling from somewhere else to Greenville. And um, you've had some fun big names uh, over the last years. You've had a lot of magnet theater people. Uh, who are, are, Do you already know who you're going to get this year, or is, has that not been announced yet? That's all kind of still in the works. So right when we open submissions broadly to everyone is the same time that we start reaching out to people that have kind of been on our radar for a while, either recommended by previous guests or people we've met at festivals, or sometimes just like big improv crushes that we have that Mm -hmm. we've been reaching out to. And so we just start reaching out to people, and it's usually kind of a combination of usually schedules to determine of which people we can get to come. Um, And so, yeah, we've got about eight people we've reached out to at this point and just trying to nail out who exactly will be able to make it and what mm-hmm. capacity they can make it and what weekend kind of covers a, a week and a half with two weekends and just trying to put that schedule together. But we haven't announced anyone who's officially um, going to be kind of a headliner for this year, um, but that'll probably come out in the next, less, before the conditions close, we usually start releasing 
um, some of the big guests, just also to help promote registration and submissions in general. And the dates, the exact dates of the festival are? November 1st through the 10th. Okay. Yep. So it's always the first two weeks, or two, or first two weekends of November. Oh, wow. Okay, great. And the submissions have been open, but they close at the end of this month. Yep, the end of August. And uh, people can go to NewSouthComedy.com, correct? Mm-hmm. Awesome. They can. Well, great. Thanks so much for being here and, uh, and chatting with me about the festival. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. So great getting to talk to those two again. Love Harrison and Al and all of our friends from the Alchemy Comedy Theater. That's home base for me. That's where I started doing improv, if you don't know. That's where I started, was the Alchemy Comedy Theater in lovely Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, it's also where I met girlfriend of the show, Justina. Speaking of Justina, here's a fun fact. She started improv at Theater 99, which this next guest is a co-founder of. He's also a previous guest, Mr. Greg Tavares, one of the greatest people in the world. What a wonderful guy. What a talented, talented, amazing performer. And they have this great festival, the Charleston Comedy Festival, that goes on in January's Really interesting talk with him here about that and the submission process. Let's get right to it. Here's Greg. I have had the pleasure of being on the Charleston Comedy Fest. It's in January. I know that much. Uh, what can you tell me about the spirit of the that particular festival? Uh, gosh, it is like the, um, it's like uh, we are like if a local bait and tackle shop turned into an improv comedy theater, that would be... Um, that's the spirit of the festival. The festival is real mom and pop. It's, um, it, it's, it's kind of Brandy and I, Brandy Sullivan, my partner at the theater, we start every year with like, okay, who's been here before that we want to invite again. And what work is inspiring us that, and mostly we ask the artists that have been there before. Like we might reach out to an artist that lives in New York or Chicago or LA or Atlanta or upstate South Carolina or North Carolina we, and reach out and go, Hey, what work that you've seen excites you? Uh, we know some of the people that run festivals and run improv theaters, reach out to them. What, you know what we don't have? We do not have a formal submission process. That would be the opposite of our philosophy. Actually, you know, uh, it's really about uh, connecting with, other people that do improv mm-hmm. and getting getting um, getting connected with other people that are passionate. You know, if someone reaches mm-hmm. out to us, that's that's how you you submit to our festival. You email us or call us or even connect through us through through social media. Although I'm off of social media, Theater A Nine is not. <laughs> thanks, thanks to Brandy, um, and reach out to us in any way. It doesn't matter how you reach out to us: phone call, email. Uh, uh, message on a, on a uh, social media platform and then we're going to be like tell us about your work tell us why you're passionate about it tell us why it's unique uh, why do we love you we're going to we're going to find a way to fall in love with your show and we're going to find a way to get you to come down basically and and, and it's you know that's kind of the spirit of Charleston it's, it's, it's uh, Charleston has a, you go to a bar or a restaurant in Charleston South Carolina and you will not be alone very long Mm-hmm. You're, you're the guy, the person sitting next to you is going to become your your next best friend, <laughs> and um, and so we're just kind of looking for other artists that are excited about their work to reach out to us, and um, and it doesn't have to be improv; it can be sketch, it can be stand up, it can be completely weird, off the wall stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, luckily, Brandy and myself and other members of our company 
they travel and do festivals, you know, and um, or go to improv theaters when they travel. And mm -hmm. so our, our company of improvisers, they even reach out to us and go, hey, I saw this amazing show up in Greenville or I was in North Carolina and I saw this great show or 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 Brandy was at um, UCB in New York and she saw improvised Seinfeld and loved it. And we reached out to them, you know, oh, awesome. and dad, we go to dad's grew up and like, we've got friends at every theater. So we can just call up and go like, Hey, Hey, Kevin and Amber at dad's garage theater in Atlanta. What work that you've seen is really exciting. And then, you know, they, they took us to a show called um, magic Negro. That was right. just yeah. hilarious, you know, yeah, had and dark side of the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he's wonderful. He we've is. had him a bunch of times and so talented. And yeah, so it's, it's kind of like being, for us, it's not like, we're not going to, we don't open submissions on a given day. We don't have a big, like that's, we've done it in the past it, and it's been fine. We've, um, mm -hmm. I, but we just, we just don't do it that way. You know? That's a good process because it does sound like you are trying to connect with people right off the bat, as opposed to just looking at a submission tape and reading a submission application. You're, you're, it's, like you it's said, hard. I don't, yeah. We've done it before. We've done submissions a, a number of times. I mean, we've been doing, we've been, our first festival was in like 2000 and Brandy knows, like 2003, I think, maybe 2004, maybe 2004. So we've been doing it for a long time. And before that, we, we've been doing this other festival called Piccolo Fringe Festival in Charleston since 97 or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I started doing that in 94 at, with other work, non-improv work. So we're real familiar with the submission process. It's mm -hmm. the Fringe Festival circuit basically and um and it doesn't always like the the full-on submit get screened going through that process doesn't always get the curate the best work you know the best work is usually mm -hmm. about passion and about an artist artist connecting and being able to talk about what they're excited about let me tell you watching 20 minutes of someone's set out of context not being in the room you know, especially long form, it's very hard to watch and be able to know if it's really good or not. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. You kind of have, it, it's, it's watching a 20 minute long set uh, with, a, you know, someone's got a one shot in the back of the room and it's wide and the audio is typically not great. And, you know, it, it, you, you sometimes you have to just go 100% on audience reaction. Like, well, the audience seems to love it. I, I, I'm not quite getting it, but I'm not in right. the room. It, our art form is a live art form. So, mm -hmm. um, I, I always uh, hate that fact that we can't, there's not a lot of ways to have residue of our art form in any kind of, you it know, has to anything be heavily except produced. the live experience. Right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's when it's, you know, because the UCB that you can get on DVD or TJ and Dave, yeah, I've seen that. those have multi-camera shots and they have, they're wearing mics so you can hear it. But when you do see those, those kind of like camera in the back sort of videos, you're not getting expressions as well because the camera's so far away. You're not hearing everything because yeah, it's more like just a like a it's like a document. It's like a surveillance of that. It's a surveillance mm -hmm. doc camera of that of that show. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of go, okay, those are the words that were said. All right, I get it. So you, you can get an, you can get a window into it, but you, it doesn't feel like what it is. And and also comedy, you know, improv comedy, sketch, all this stuff is it's really quite delicate in terms of like being in the room. It feels totally different than watching it, and um, and then you actually get the skill. We can actually watch things and go, okay, I'm not laughing right now, but I know that if I was there, I'd be laughing. Mm, you know what I mean, and then yeah. that goes, okay, well, it's good. And then it's good, you know. Basically, what we can people can reach out to us anytime. They mm -hmm. can reach like anytime ever. 
um, through any through our website, theater99.com, through info at theater99.com, or even this old AOL address that still exists, the have not 2000 at AOL. Yep, that one still works. <laughs> or if you or if you want to reach out, to, if you just can Google us and call us on the telephone. I'm not kidding. Google Google Theater 99 or Charleston Comedy Festival. Um, and just reach out to us. Anyway, we want to know about your show. We want to know about what you're doing and see if there's a fit um, in our festival for you. We, re- we want to. Great. Thanks so much for sharing that. It's great to hear your voice, man. I miss you. Always super great getting to talk to Greg. He is one of the best people that I know and uh, just an amazing person. Very thankful for his time. I just called him up out of the blue and said, hey, can you talk about this? And he was like, yeah, I can do it now. (laughs) Um, So I'm really, really thankful that he did that. Uh, Go check out that festival. Take a trip to great South Carolina. Um, And by great, I mean Greenville, Charleston, or Hilton Head. (laughs) No, I'm (laughs) I'm not going to do that to South Carolina right now. Anyway, uh, (laughs) lovely place. I'm from there. But check out the Charleston Comedy Festival. Coming up next, we're going to talk about, I sound like Byron Allen on his old show, coming up next. Anyway, uh, the Tucson Comedy Arts Festival is coming up, and I talked to one of the organizers, Justin Lukasevich. And we have a really great chat about them. Let's just get right to that, folks. Let's keep this rolling right along. Here's my chat with Justin. Well, Justin, thanks so much for chatting with me. You are one of the three organizers of the Tucson Comedy Arts Festival, which the Tucson Improv Movement is running. And it's your fourth annual one, right? Yeah, this is the fourth one. That's exciting. That's very fun. Uh, and um, I, I assume you've all have learned things over the years uh, as how to approach this. But I'm wondering for you and, and the other organizers, what the spirit behind this particular festival is. Yeah, I think when we first started out uh, here in Tucson, uh, the improv scene was is really growing and it really grew about five years ago when we first started, there was not much going on and probably in the last like two to three years, it's really a lot bigger and mm-hmm. the comedy scene as a whole. So what we were looking for is how do we bring people to Tucson, which we think is a really cool city. Uh, it's a wonderful place to be in November, which is when our festival is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do we try to uh, tie together all the cool things that are happening uh, within Tucson and connect it to, uh, you know, this awesome national scene and kind of bring folks in so people get experience and exposure to like the outside community awesome and uh, i did see that um this year maria bamford is a headliner yes we're uh, very excited about that. that's awesome yeah and you have some uh some other improv headliners and instructors one of which was a former guest of this podcast brian james o'connell that's awesome oh very cool yeah, it's very exciting. We're excited. We're partnering with one of our local, like one of the larger local theaters in town that has a bunch of touring acts. Mainly bands come through, but uh, we're kind of working with them, uh, with Maria Bamford. So we're, it's it's kind of a cool thing to be able to partner with another group in the community to bring in like a big name um, for the festival. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the connecting with other members of the community, even if they're not in comedy is always good. You know, it helps the community at large when everyone can sort of get to know each other because just because people, you know, two different entities are in entertainment in the same town doesn't mean that they're necessarily connected 
And when you right. have festivals like this, it connects them and brings more people together. And, you know, wonderful things can come of that. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you mentioned that the festival is in November. When are submissions available? Yeah, so we're in the middle of our submission process now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be accepting admissions through um, August 8th is the original deadline, but we're probably going to extend that to like the, the 18th. Uh, just because we had a little, uh, we were a little bit delayed in like launching our official website. So um, giving people the space, a little bit more time to kind of get into that. Okay, cool. And what's a website for you? Our website is TucsonComedyArts.com. Uh, and people can go directly there to register to come to the festival or they could register through the Improv Network. Excellent. And uh, thanks, Justin, for speaking with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great. We are rocking and rolling with some awesome people, and the fun continues. So that was the Tucson Comedy Arts Festival in Tucson, Arizona. But let's jump all the way over to Chicago, the south side of Chi-Town, with Jill Valentine. She is an executive producer of a couple of different comedy festivals there. One is the Chicago Sketch Comedy Festival, and the other is the Chicago Women's Funny Festival, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. So you can see that. You can't submit to that one. She talks all about it. Let's just get right to that. All right, folks. Here's Stage 773's Jill Valentine. Well, thank you so much for being here, Jill. Um, You are on the south side of Chicago. And yeah. uh, you have a couple of great festivals that you're involved with. You're the executive director of the Chicago Co- uh, Sketch Comedy Festival and as well as the uh, Chicago Woman's Funny Festival. Yes. Yep. When are those exactly? So the Chicago Sketch Comedy Festival is every January, um, two weeks in January, um, where people from all across the country come to Chicago in January. <laughs> and uh, it's freezing. <laughs> yeah, um, great time. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then the Chicago Women's Funny Festival, in the past it's been in June, but this year we're trying August because Chicago's so amazing and we have way too many festivals in June and summer mm-hmm. festivals and that sort of thing. So we're pushing it back this year and giving it a try in August. Okay, Let's talk about the spirit that went behind the creation of both of these. Um, what with the Chicago Sketch Comedy Fest, and uh, then we can tackle uh, behind the Women's Funny Festival. What was the spirit behind them? So the Chicago Sketch Comedy Festival um, that was produced by two Brian's, Brian Posen and Brian Peterman, seventeen mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. and um, the reason that happened was because. Um, there was, it was this, uh, all these sketch comedy groups started kind of popping up and, um, we had space that we had held for, uh, a, a show that didn't happen. And so they were like, okay, well, what if we get our friends here and our friends over here and our friends over here? And we all did like a mini little festival. And I think it was maybe 10 groups. Um, and, uh, it popped, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was it was way too long, and um, I think it was seven weeks long <laughs> at the time. And um, but it got some attention and it got some press. And um, so you know they started refining it and figuring it out. And um, and then they did it right where two weeks was just long enough. And um, now in its seventeenth year, we had over a hundred native shows in eight days. So it's it's a monster. Wow! Yeah, that is a monster. And yeah. Uh, 
and that's really great. I mean, it's a great city, obviously, and it's you know one of the great cities of, for comedy in the in the country. So uh, people are going there and seeing great stuff from Chicago people, but then also people are seeing things from other places. Totally. Yeah, it's a hub. A lot of people um, come here from different cities to learn and to take classes, and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a huge scene. So um, it's definitely a comedy hub, for sure. Yeah. And uh, the Funny Festival, um, behind that, what were the intentions? And how long has it been going? This will be its seventh year. So, um, yeah. So I started with Sketchfest maybe like the first year in. I performed in all of them, but... um, uh, so I've kind of seen the scene evolve over the years mm-hmm. and, um, you know, what used to be a white man's, you know, <laughs> uh, scene has changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, about seven years ago, I was like, you know, we're getting so many more women centric groups and I think, you know, it'd be cool to house, you know, just a ton of funny women in our own fest and see how that rolls. So a buddy of mine, Liz MacArthur, and I, we just kind of put the word out and we were just going to see, like, what's the interest? Mm -hmm. And people were nuts. Like, there was tons of women that wanted to be in it. They wanted to help. They were like, why haven't we done this yet? And um, and so it's it's, you know, 400 funny women in four days. So over 80 shows. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, it's seven years. That's uh, that's that's great. That's that has been going on for so long. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. It's, um, uh, it's just so supportive and it's such a celebration and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And different theaters are different venues are involved. No, we keep it all under one roof at stage seven, seven, three, because we have four seaters in the building. Oh. So it's, uh, shows run every hour on the hour. So, wow. you know, at eight o'clock, there's four shows going on at nine o'clock, four shows. Yeah. So you can see all different kinds of art forms in that festival. So it's like stand up, sketch, musical improv, solo, cabaret, burlesque, all different kind of art forms happening um, under one roof. That's really cool. Yeah. And I guess it also makes commuting for the uh, audience pretty easy. Like if they want to catch another show, they can just walk across the building. Totally. Yeah. There's a bar <laughs> in the lobby. They take their coat off, you know, they go get a drink and then they can stay all night. You can get like a night pass where you just see a bunch of different, all different comedy. Awesome. When is the submission process for these? So Sketchfest, we start taking in August. Um, so actually August 15th, uh, the week before the women's fest opens, we start taking submissions. Um, and we take that for eight weeks and then the women's fest, I have to work back a minute. I think we start taking in May and we took those for um, six weeks for the Women's Fest. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's May 15th. Yeah. So um, as soon as like, it, it's almost like one leads into the other kind mm-hmm. of thing. So uh, the 15th, we start taking Sketchfest applications the week after the Women's Fest is on. So um, yeah, our Women's Fest is coming up the August 23rd through the 26th. So it's right around the corner. Yeah. And uh, people can't be in the Women's Fest this year, but they can certainly go and support it. Um, what, totally. uh, what are the websites for these? You can find them both at Stage 773. They're both produced by Stage 773. Um, and if you look under the programming, it's right there. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for sharing all that with us. No problem. 
Jill's great. So glad we got someone from Chicago in today's episode. And I hope you can make it to the Chicago Women's Funny Festival. And I hope you also submit to the Chicago Sketch Comedy Festival. Well, we have come to our last interview of the episode. It is with Nick Armstrong. He is an executive producer of the West Side Comedy Festival in Southern California. He also is one of the founders of a great improv resource, which is called the ImprovNetwork.org. Check that out. But first, check out this talk where we talk about the West Side Comedy Fest and talk about the ImprovNetwork.org. Here we go. Here's my chat with Nick Armstrong. You're at the the West Side Comedy Theater. Yeah, I'm the artistic director there. Okay, and that's in beautiful Southern California. Yeah, it's in Santa Monica. We're about two blocks from the beach. It's pretty nice. But we're we're in the alley. Okay. (laughs) We're not too too crazy. (laughs) We hide from the beach. And um, coming up here in October, you have your festival, the West Side Comedy Festival. Now, I saw there was the West Side Comedy Festival 2. Is this the second one, or is that just what it's called? Yeah, it's the second one. We uh, we just started it last year, and it was a, a great success, so we decided to do it again. And, oh, and uh, it's been great so far. We've been getting a lot of great submissions and stuff. Awesome. And... What is the spirit behind this? I mean, it's it's in its infancy, so uh, it's a something that's really close to you, I imagine. What is the the passion behind it? Well, like anything that I do, it's our it's always community and camaraderie driven. So, like, I have my you know my improv utopia, which is my nonprofit camp, and that kind of has the same philosophy and love behind it uh, with the improv network. So, when I wanted to do a festival here at the Westside Comedy, uh, the Westside Comedy Festival uh, here, I wanted it to be the same. I wanted to reach out to communities outside of L.A. as well as have troops from L.A. and kind of bring them together and have them learn from each other, Hmm. see different shows, shows Hmm. that aren't being done in L.A. and having people from other places see what shows are being done in L.A. and they can kind of like watch and be inspired by each other's work. That's great. So that's kind of yeah, I mean that's the way to go about it. Yeah, it's kind of like educating everybody's community of what's going on because oftentimes people don't travel to see, and it's like you know people that are kind of thinking about LA can come and see what it's all about, and and then you know it's kind of fun because when some people move away from LA, they go, oh well, I saw this and I know this theater, and you know they all hook up around the the country now. Ah, uh, very nice. And yeah. you've, you're also a co-founder of the improvnetwork.org. Uh, I do mm-hmm. want to chat about that in a second, but let's talk about the submission process of the West Side Comedy Festival. It's going on currently, and it's yeah. ending when? When does the uh, registration end? Uh, officially today, it's August 1st, so you have a month. Okay. One, yeah. One more month, and those dates are October 18th through the 21st? Yes. So, uh, people, put it, put your stuff out there. Now, is there anything other than improv going on at this festival? Yeah, we do some. Sometimes we do specialty shows, uh, but we also do like pot live podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, have some of those, like the Absolute Worst podcast with two great comedians, Allison Royer and Dana Powell. We'll be doing. Uh, we've already booked them for a live podcast uh there but we also have like some celebrity driven shows as well since of course we're out in la mm-hmm. so like 
we do some of that as well. But most of it is just uh, it's all improv and uh, improvisers from around the country uh, that come in. We even have some international uh, uh, submissions this year. And we also decided to do individual submissions so you can submit yourself. Like if you're, you can't get a team or you're not on a team that doesn't travel, you can do it yourself. And then we have uh, our education director, Carla Kukowski, will be directing an ensemble from people from all over so you can submit that way that's so cool yeah you have the improv network that you co-founded uh so the improv network.org can you tell us about the purpose of that and and how long it's existed yeah well bill binder and uh out of the phoenix scene the torch theater and the phoenix improv festival him and i had kind of talked about doing it for you know a while, a long time ago, and like because we would go to festivals and it was so hard to find where they were. There was no like there was message boards like the Improv Resource Center, but like it was pretty scattered and no one ever updated it. Right. So right. we're kind of like, what would be an easy way to do this, and can we do it? And Bill happens to be a master coder, like he knows how to do all that stuff. This is what he does for a living. And so I would just be like, hey, Bill, can we do this? And he'd go, yeah, that's what this looks like. And it would be a bunch of jargon code. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, this sounds perfect. Let's do it. And so we talked to a bunch of people from other uh, theaters and theater backgrounds and kind of got an idea of, like, what would you need in a site? And then we kind of just went from there, and it kept building every year. And it was the idea was first to serve festivals to get people to know about them and submit to them. And uh, so then, yeah, we did the thing where people can just click a button and submit, make it easier to get places and meet people. And we became a nonprofit in order to give that money back to the community. So any any money we make through that goes back to the festivals. Oh, that's so cool. That's really great that you're doing that. And, you know, I, I wanted to put this episode together to get some words out about different festivals that are going on in different parts of the country and to speak with people who are running them, but I can't mention them all. And the Improv Network is a really great resource for finding all the different ones that are out there and keeping tabs with when to submit. It That's the really great thing is that you can click on one tab and it's what's open right now that you can submit to. And then you click on another tab and it's what's going to be open soon, but isn't open yet. That's, it's a really great resource and I, I implore people to go check it out. Yeah. It makes it easy to find out what's, what's available out there. Well, good on you all for doing that. And thanks for sitting down to chat with me. Of course. Okay, folks, that was the end of today's episode. I hope that you learned about some festivals that you hadn't heard about and that you're excited about them. And I hope that you also use that great resource, theimprovnetwork.org, to find out about other festivals that you can go to and other theaters you can check out. Maybe there's something very close to you that you can go and that you'd never even heard about. And that's exciting and cool. So as we were talking about in this episode, there's a lot of community involved in this. There are huge comedy community, national, international comedy community can feel much smaller when we have all these different festivals that we can go to and interact with different people, expose our work to them and, and our passion to them and they to us. It's a great thing. Links to all of the festivals that were talked about and the theaters are in the bio. So definitely check that out. And that's it. We'll see you next time. Until then. Be good to each other. 
The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr.